Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, welcome back to Living Box Free. I'm Becky. I'm Ashleen. And we are in our series, I've Got Issues. Woo, woo, woo. You remembered, I did not. I did. <laughs> Good job. Yay. My my issue is not my memory quite yet. Sometimes it is. <laughs> Mine was last week. <laughs> That's okay. Last week, we talked about change and our issues with accepting change at times. We are going to jump into a topic that I actually, I hear a lot of people talk to me one-on-one about, but I don't hear people talk openly about it. So I'm really excited for us to just put it out there. It's all about debt. Uh, The younger generation specifically, we've just been felt like we've been raised to think debt is normal, but crippling debt does not have to be normal. And we're going to talk through that. First, we're going to talk about what's on the rise. So Ash, what is on the rise for you? I'm so confused about the weather Yes. That's what's on the rise for me. I We have gone from air conditioning to heat to air conditioning to heat to air conditioning to heat in our house so many times in the last couple of weeks. And I literally woke up this morning and turned the AC off and turned the heat on. And I was like, what is happening right now? You're making me feel way better about our, our house. Yeah. Because the exact same thing has happened. <laughs> And Tristan gets so hot at night, he puts the AC, he'll like yeah. have the AC on in the yeah. evening, and then the next morning I'm freezing. We turn the heat on. Yeah, because if the sun comes out in the afternoon and then it heats mm. the house up, and then you want to go to bed and you want to feel cool. Yeah, it's a whole thing, and I am over it. <laughs> I'm over it, y'all. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah. What about you? We have identity issues with the weather. We do. What What season is it? But speaking of weather. What's on the rise for me is getting to a warmer climate. Yes. Tristan and I, most all of our vacations in the past have either been timeshares that my grandpa had or work trips that I have had Mm -hmm. that we just tack on and Tristan flies out and joins me. And right now there's no travel for my work. Uh, We don't have any more. My grandpa sadly passed away last year. No more timeshares. And the world is so open and it's been so hard to decide (laughs) to choose where do we go? Because it's always been based off my work travel or my grandpa's timeshare. So vacation planning, that has been what's been on the rise for me. Speaking of work, we just resorted to I had a one night stay in Orlando, Florida Uh at a resort for a work thing. I think it was 2018. And I told myself, this place is so awesome. I want to come back here someday. And Tristan and I could not decide. And I go, okay, well, I know this place is legit. I spent one night there. We're just going to go back there. It has like a lazy river. You go tubing in. Yeah. So we're just going to do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. It is booked officially. It's happening. Hey-o. Hey-o. Warmer weather. And I've got sunburn tips now. If you you missed the sunburn tips from Ash, those were last episode. Go check it out. (laughs) It's true. Just (laughs) don't shower ever. Those are the tips. I'm fine with that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even remember the last time I did shower, actually. It's been a few days. Yay, working from home. Yay. (laughs) All right. And on that note. Okay, let's talk about debt. Let's talk about (laughs) debt. So I'm just going to start with a brief overview of my financial story. Basically, I never learned. It wasn't part of my schooling, which I don't know how many people it was part of their schooling. I've, I've heard from some people that they took like a budgeting class in high school or in college, but most people I think did not. So I really never learned how to manage my money. I didn't learn even the basic concepts of like, you know, your expenses less than your income, 
I mean, basic concepts I did not learn. And so by the time I got to college, I really didn't, I knew that I needed to make money, but I didn't know really how to manage it or what to do with it. I worked three different jobs in college, um, just trying to make sure I had enough money to, to spend on the things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't saving anything. And by the time I graduated from college, I had some college debt. I didn't have as much as most people I've learned. <laughs> most people <laughs> had more, have more when they graduate, or at least uh, in this era this year. Um, so yeah, I just really didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I tried to pay off my credit cards every time, but at some point about five years ago, I think in my adult life, I just a couple of big expenses hit all at once. Car repairs. I I don't even remember honestly what it was, but a few things hit all at once and I ended up in credit card debt that I could not pay off all at once. And credit card debt with interest, it eats your lunch and it Mm -hmm. was bad. And so I was doing that and paying off my school tuition still. And so in 2018, I finally decided I had had enough. I wanted to get out of debt. I didn't want my past. I didn't want to still be paying for my past. I wanted to be able to invest in my future. And so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think I came up with that. Oh, I was going to say we could quote by maybe, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like maybe I heard that somewhere, but regardless, I just, I wanted to be able to move forward and not worry about whether or not I had had to pay off debt instead of paying for something in the future. And so started working on it. And in, I guess it was February of this year, finally paid off all my debt. And yeah, I think it was my, it was my on the rise for that week, I think. And it it felt so good. And now I am able to think ahead. I'm able to think, okay, how much do I want to save for I'm going, you know, on a trip soon. I'm able to think toward those things and also give away money, which I just, I really enjoy giving away money. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to do that as much before because I didn't have money to give away. So that's been my journey. I, everyone's journey with finances is different. Mm-hmm. I grew up having enough. I grew up not wondering where my next meal was going to come from. It just was the management side that I didn't know. Yep. What was your financial oh journey like? We've never talked about this. We haven't. If there's top top three things I owe my mom, top five, she's given me a lot of things. <laughs> I never took a class. However, my mom is an accountant and a total type A personality. When all of us kids hit eighth grade, she set up a checking account for us and started to do a $100 a month, uh, what would it be called? Budget or a, a, allowance. allowance. Yes. Yeah. So we'd get $100 each month and she stopped paying for everything okay. except for hygiene products and our food. Okay. So if we wanted to go to the movies, if we wanted to go get pizza with friends, we had a checkbook and we had a, a debit card and we had to do that ourselves and manage it. Wow. And that was eighth grade. Okay. So eighth grade through all of high school, here I am with the checkbook and yeah. <laughs> uh, and having to manage my money. And I learned quickly. I, I, it was nice to get the $100 a month. However, I did end up working for a veterinarian clinic and a few places to earn extra money. My mom did a fantastic job of teaching us to save. And throughout college, I only took out one student loan my senior year, and it was like $7,000. Okay. Other than that, I had everything just through scholarships and money I'd saved paid. Money, So money-wise, I was really good. Credit card, my mom taught us. We got a credit card, and the expectation was 
you earn points. I have a Marriott credit card. Yeah. She's like, you pay it off every month and you earn points. And I've never, fortunately, I've never spent something where I haven't been able to pay it off. The biggest thing for, for me when it comes to debt, I did buy my first car. I had a car payment. I officially, I'm super excited. I think I told you this. We don't have a car payment, Tristan and I now. So that's awesome. That yeah, super exciting. And that's our goal is to not have a car payment ever. Yeah. Just have our house and then any business expenses. So fortunately and, and when I did get married, that's the other thing. We talk about your debt. When you get married, you inherit debt too. So Tristan had some student loans and we just our practice was my whether it was my work bonuses or his bonuses he got through the military when we were first married would all go to that first. Yeah. So fortunately we were able to pay stuff off. I have to attribute if it was, if it was just based on me and if my dad taught me about money, probably we're both huge extroverts who want to go have fun all the time. I'm sure that I would have gotten in debt really (laughs) easily, but my mom drilled it in budgeting, saving. So I owe her a lot. And today, I mean, our core focus I I put the business aside that's kind of separate than personal expenses and really try to just have the house as our our only debt. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, so very different experiences between the two of us. Yeah, I just have a parent who's an accountant. Yeah, that makes (laughs) a difference. It it really does. It does, yeah. And she she saw our accounts. She could, we, oh my gosh, she taught us how to use QuickBooks in high school. Oh, wow. I don't know if you know what QuickBooks is. Yeah, so she taught us how to do QuickBooks and we actually would analyze and it drove me, I thought it was so annoying. She'd be like, Becky, sit down. Look how much you spent on the movies. Look how much you spent on going out to eat. I'm like, mom, it's so boring. (laughs) However, it really did help. It taught you. It taught me, yep. It taught you to pay attention to those things, which is not something I started doing until after I got out of college. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started paying attention to how much money I was spending. And I tried to form a budget, but it was a struggle because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So everyone has a different story. Everyone's experience with money is different. Some of us have, you know, kind of traumatic experiences surrounding money. And it just depends. But the good news is we can all move forward. We can all grow in our financial expertise and our skills. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about debt. First of all, some quick statistics. Because I love statistics. Me too. I thought I can't wait. It's going to be so interesting. <laughs> so the average credit card debt of someone living in the United States is $6,270. Wow. That's the average. That's average. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know about you, but I would not be able to pay that off every time. No. No. That's not a, that's not a thing I could do. No. So I'm the, the fair assessment is that that's most like, people are not paying it off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the annual APR or annual percentage uh, interest rate on those credit cards is 14.52%. What? That's so much higher than I expected. <laughs> so high. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's significant. That's, that's rough. So the average student loan debt among borrowers, so among those who do borrow mm-hmm. money for college or school of any kind, is $32,731, mm-hmm. which feels like a lot to me in terms of mm-hmm. average. Yeah. I would be curious to, that's average college. I'd be curious to look at graduate students and those going into the medical fields. Yeah. I think that's actually all, that's an average of all oh, it students. Is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, not one group specifically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the people I talk to the most about debt are students yes. and student loans. Absolutely. And 44.7 million Americans have student loans. So it makes sense that you're talking Whoa. to people that have student loans yeah. and have, have debt because 44.7 million 
have student loans. Wow. So that's it's a lot of us. And the average credit score in the U.S. So the credit score is um, based on a lot of different things, and it's really confusing to understand, and I'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. uh, your credit score, it can range from 300 to 850, and basically anything over 680 is considered good credit. So the average credit score actually is at an all-time high right now. Uh, good I don't job, know if America. It's because of COVID or what, and, you know, people less spending. spending less going mm-hmm. out. Uh, it's actually at 711. Now, you have to consider that... That is very generally generationally different. So the average credit mm-hmm. score of a the boomer generation is seven hundred and thirty six. The average credit score of a millennial is six hundred and eighty. That makes sense. So we top out at good, <laughs> and boomers top out at excellent. So just keep that in mind. That's fun. Yeah. And thirty five percent of your credit score. So like I said, it comes from a whole bunch of different things. It comes from the average age of your accounts what percentage of your available credit you're using, things like that. But 35% of your credit score comes from your payment history, which means if you miss a payment, it's going to affect your credit score. So even if you can't pay in full every month, don't be late. Pay your minimums. And that's the biggest way to affect your credit score. So that's just a little side tip there. Yeah, great tip. So we all have debt, or we don't all have debt, but most of us do have debt, especially us millennials and now Gen Z coming in and feeling like college is necessary, especially for some, like you said, medical fields. It is necessary. You can't Mm -hmm. do that without, at this point, getting debt, because unless (laughs) your parents are wealthy, you really can't do, you can't do it. You have to accrue debt to deal with that. And so there are five tips I have five tips for getting out of debt. And this is coming from me as someone who I've worked in the Christian nonprofit world for the past nine years. So it's not like I don't have a big income. I was just going to say you raking in the dough. I am raking. I am rolling in the money, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. You just sleep in it. It's like a blanket of money. (laughs) I don't have a lot of money to spread around. Okay. That's my point. So if I can get out of debt, you can do it. I really do believe that. So five tips to get out of debt. One, make a budget. It's annoying. Budgeting is, it's a pain in the neck. I'm actually not good at budgets. I'm this, I'm just, uh, I'm the type of person that has, I, I want our accounts to be at this amount and this amount. And it goes back to like Dave Ramsey and how much you need if you were to lose your job. Right. And if I ever see our accounts dip a, dip below that, I'm like, you don't need that. You don't need that. Stop spending money on that. You don't need those bagels. You can eat white rice. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm probably, that might be more annoying to my yeah, spouse. Probably. Budget would be nice. And actually planning it out. <laughs> yeah. So budget really just means tracking and having a plan. That's all mm-hmm. that means. So don't let the word budget scare you. It can, it can feel scary, but it honestly, I, and I know people that are like, I don't want a budget because I don't want to know that I'm living above my means. Basically I'm spending more than I'm earning. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, but that's the reality. Do you want to know what's real or do you want to some someday realize that you're $200,000 in debt and there's nothing you can do about it? I mean, probably would wish that you knew that you had done something. I wish I had started sooner Mm -hmm. dealing with my debt because it was smaller then because Mm -hmm. of that ridiculous. I think I had an 18% interest rate on one of the credit cards that I had debt on. Wow. And I, I had it for a couple of years. I am so naive. I did not know interest rates were, were that high. It's rough. It's yeah. real rough. They gouge wow. you. So it's better to know, even though that feels scary. It does. Mm-hmm. But 
when once you know, you can start making small steps. And once you know, you don't have to like change everything. Yes, Sawyer is playing with my feet, in case you were wondering. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully it's not distracting <laughs> you too much. No, I'm enjoying... What? Wait, am I... Are you enjoying a foot rub from that's, an eight-month-old? That's yes. weird. Yes. <laughs> as long as he's not chewing on your foot, no, I think. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's better to know, and you're able to make small steps if you do budget that way, or if you plan out a budget. And there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of budgeting tools out there, mm-hmm. and the tried and true method is either pen and paper or a spreadsheet. I mean, that's, you just write down every expense and then you write down all the money that's coming in and you compare them. And are you spending more money than you have coming in? And if so, do you need to cut down your expenses or do you Mm -hmm. need to find a way to make more money? Do you need a side hustle? Do you need, you know, to, to move to a different apartment, whatever it is, you can figure out based on how much money, what the discrepancy is there. Yep. And there are some people that, that find that the envelope method works really well for them. Um, so basically they get their money out in cash every week or two weeks or whenever they get paid. And then they put them in envelopes. So if you have a rest or a restaurant envelope, you put $60 in that and you can spend that $60. And then when the envelope's empty, you don't go to a restaurant after that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people find that that works really well for them because it's so tangible I've never really been successful at doing that. And I feel like there's some weirdness right now with cash and oh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. So that's a little bit difficult, but yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, there are so many apps and websites that can help you with your budgeting. Mint is one of the biggest ones. I attempted to use that. You attempted? I started and then I was like, oh, this is so detail. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm not great at budgeting. Yeah. I'm just like, don't spend your money. You're just aware of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I just watch my account like a hawk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Mint. Yes. That's a very good yeah, one. I've heard a, a lot one. of people love that. I actually just today downloaded a new one called Albert, which I think is really funny. Um, I, I don't know why it's called that, but. I like how it, it makes it personal. Yeah. It's like it's, a friend. It's Albert's like helping you. My CPA, Albert. Albert. Yeah. And so that has some really interesting features. I My bank. I actually started using it because my roommate was using it. And actually I started my, my debt-free journey because my roommate was figuring out how to be really good about her finances. And she opened a a debit account with a bank called simple that let you budget on the bank's website. And so you could tell, like you could just move your money when your paycheck came in, you could put, you know, $500 into your rent, rent bucket, or you could put $20 into giving or whatever you wanted to do. That's very cool. It was so helpful. And they're shutting that bank down like next week. No. And so I need to find a new way to budget. And I'm so sad. I wonder why that wasn't successful. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. So the basically, depending on what you need and how hands-on you want to be and how detailed, there are companies that will invest your money for you. Like if you budget, budget through them and you put a certain amount of money in your investment bucket, then they'll invest that for you. There are just so many different options. So I would say Google it but and try yep. some different things. Okay, so that's tip one, make a budget. Tip two, the debt snowball. So this is a Dave Ramsey thing. You basically, you chart out a course. You figure out how long it's going to take you to get out of debt based on your current income. And if your income changes, you assess that later. And then you start by paying off your smaller loans first. So every available dollar that you can find goes toward your smallest loan or your smallest balance on a credit card. Yeah, that's smart. And then once you've paid that one off, you shift that money 
to the next one. And so as you're doing that, you're paying all your minimums on Mm -hmm. any other debt that you have. And so it becomes a snowball because the amount that you're able to pay gets larger every time. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did to pay mine off. So you can Google that that too. That snowball. And I like how you feel instead of putting your money towards all of them equal, like you can get rid of one. Yes. And that probably and makes you feel accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's number two is the debt snowball. Number three is accountability. Tell your friends and family what you're working on. I honestly, <laughs> over the two and a half years that I was working on getting out of debt, I got so tired of saying the phrase, I'm really trying to get out of debt right now, so I can't do that yet. And that, but but it worked. It helped mm-hmm. me remember that I'm not saying no to something because it's, you know, I, I don't want to do it or it's not valuable to me. I'm, I'm valuing getting out of debt so that I can live the rest of my life the way that I want to. And it's so hard, but my friends were super supportive. Um, they wanted to celebrate with me once I got out of debt. So that was really fun. So find people to support you and tell them what you're doing. Number four this is just kind of a fun one. You can follow hashtag debt-free community on social media for inspiration and tips. I did that when I first started. I don't follow it as much anywhere. I don't look at it as much anymore. But a lot of people have really interesting ideas or ways that they're trying to get out of debt. And it's just a reminder that you're not the only one. You're not the only one sacrificing. It's I, I found it to be really helpful. That is nice. The community aspect. Yeah. yeah. And then number five, this ties back into what we talked about last week with change. And I think this is something that that Dave Ramsey says as well, is the habits that got you here are not the habits that will get you out of this. So however you spent your money, whatever happened, whether it was your fault or not your fault, doesn't really matter. If you continue to live that way and you continue to make those decisions, you're not going to get out of the situation that you're in. And that is so hard to accept. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to change your, your spending because it feels like you're changing your whole life. Yeah. Your, yeah, your lifestyle, yeah. right? Whether, and I could see it being either some crazy incidents like your AC broke and you had to buy a new one and it right. was $7,000. So I could see it be like two different camps, right? Some mm-hmm. crazy big expenses all of a sudden and then your lifestyle and just adding up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it might not be your fault, but you still are going to have to make changes. And that is hard. That is hard Mm -hmm. work. But you can do it. Once again, if I can do it, you can do it. I believe Mm -hmm. in you. And I just would like to add one quick caveat at the end. There is it. It's really controversial whether there's such a thing as good debt. But having credit cards and having a good credit score requires putting something on those credit cards occasionally. Mm-hmm. So you just want to make sure that you're paying that off as much as possible so that you're not accruing debt. But you do have to, if you ever want to, you know, buy a house and get a loan for a house or something else, you do have to have a good credit score to do that. Mm-hmm. And that requires using credit cards or having school loans or other things that can bring your credit score up. So it's kind of a, it's a flawed system. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. It's designed to leave us in debt is what the system is designed to do. It, yeah. It does not reward people who just pay everything off in cash. It does not. Yeah. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. My biggest thought is you can do it. You can mm-hmm. do this. It might take you years. It might be feel like a grind. It might feel like you're barely moving forward, but you can get out of debt. Yes. You can do it. I think there's a sense... 
a huge sense of accomplishment and ownership too. When you're not relying on anyone else for money, you can you can sustain yourself. You're doing it without getting in debt. Uh, that's a huge adult milestone. Yeah, that absolutely. We should celebrate for sure getting out of debt or just not being in debt and continuing to choose a budget or a lifestyle that enables you to sustain what you need yeah. uh, money-wise. And now if something did happen that I needed to pay for but didn't have the savings for, I could easily, or not easily, but I, I know how to pay off debt and so I could deal with it. I have the process in place to deal with it and it wouldn't freak me out. I would just start that process over again. Yeah. So it helps prepare for those kinds of situations. All right, that's debt. You can do it. That's my main message. <laughs> you can do it. You can get out of debt. You can do it for sure. We are, we're getting close to the end of our I've Got Issues series. We are so excited to have a special guest on our next episode. So don't forget to tune back in for that. We are going to talk about a topic we hear about a lot, mm-hmm. stress and anxiety. Yep. So join us next week for that episode in the series I've Got Issues. Thanks for hanging out with us. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.